Robinson. Down by a two, now they're out of timeouts. Down by a two. One four three left. Down two. Gets a shot off. Down by two. What it do, baby? This is another episode of the Down by Two podcast with your co-host Josh Elijah and uh, my right hand man Jesse McKay, aka Birdman. Burr, 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 burr. How you Hello, doing, buddy? good. What's up, buddy? Ah, oh, man, you know what's up. We've been. You know what's been, up. You already know what it is. It's been busy, uh, very, very busy week over here at uh, Down by Two Studios in the in the back of my house. Busy, uh, busy. Um, yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been a grind. There's been uh, lots uh, lots on our plates lately. Um, uh, just you know, figuring out travel traveling schedules. Uh, you know, with all the coverage that we're that we've been doing, um, and also just creating a ton of content for our partners over at Tony bet, which has been uh, great. Um, I've been uh, really awesome collaborating with them and uh, doing a lot of socials with them. If you haven't yet, make sure you go check out uh, the app and um, uh, open up a sports book with them. Uh, great app, great odds. Um, got nothing but good things to say about them. And uh, it's just been really, uh, really great to, to stroke that, uh, um, creative nerve, if you will, uh, that creative cord. And, um, yeah, it's, it's the dream, you know, just, uh, talking about sports all day and, uh, get to do it with my best buddy, man. So oh, it's, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we're just like full blown TikTokers now. It's, uh, bro, it, it's, it's funny. It's not, it's not what I pictured <laughs> us doing, but it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. And we're full <laughs> like, and, and it's funny. Cause like I'm at this point, especially when it comes to TikTok, like I don't actually care about it. Yeah, yeah, like same. I don't fucking, it is just, it is just this whole other platform that I have to learn an algorithm for because that's been that's been the crazy part about all this because you could have a reel that pops off on Instagram and does pretty well gives you a few k uh, and then TikTok you get you're you're like in two to four hundred view jail and same thing with like same thing with YouTube like I don't understand YouTube sometimes either because like there are some some videos that will get thousands of views and then others. I posted one about like the battle of, of Alberta happening last weekend and it got literally 13 views. And it's like, what, what, <laughs> what is the hate on for the flames right now? Well, I guess we'll get into it because you know, all of the NHL right now is waiting for them to be able to uh, make some more trades and really set the market, which they already have with Chris Tana, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyways, it's just, it's crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And then, so now to throw TikTok into the mix too. And that's just another platform that i have to worry about and worry about the algorithm is just like it's it's too much i don't know how you do it on a daily basis for your job it's taxing bro it's yeah, so man. taxing like oh i do not that's energy. why i'm so tired all the time it's just like man like so much of my creative energy goes into that and then i'm just zapped you know yeah um, yeah i know and like yeah some things will even pop off on tiktok and then instagram it's just like so bad and mm. I, just, I just don't get it like no one's ever gonna figure it out. 
I don't know if we just sound like fucking social media boomers right now, but well, no one's no one's gonna figure it out, bro. Well, the Gen Zers have Gen Zers, <laughs> the Gen Zers. Uh, <laughs> they they have they. I feel like some of like uh, some of our friends, like Jody McDonald, shout out Jody. Like she laughs at me for like not just getting it, and I'm just like, ugh, like. Well, all you have to do is post about Taylor Swift, and you'll get views. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, it's it seems like. Uh, I, th- I feel like there's just certain topics that do well on certain platforms like the like TikTok loves the NHL. Uh, but anytime I throw about basketball uh, or throw something on about basketball, TikTok literally tells me to go fuck myself <laughs> and like, like get this trash out of here. And then but like hockey is just like that's a bit better. So it's and it's funny because like this podcast takes different um, different strides in different ways like. I feel like there's been a lot more basketball content as of late, especially, I mean, because we've been working with the NBA. So it, it definitely makes sense that that's where a lot of our efforts have gone, you know, very NFL heavy as well with their, and with the Panthers now. It, it, so it, it, it takes us in those sort of directions, but like when it comes to content, we want to make sure that we are covering all of our bases. And so the NHL is something that, um, you know, puck definitely falls by the wayside sometimes. So whenever we put something out there, the algorithm is telling us to do more of it. So mm-hmm. we just have to, I think we just got to expand a bit more. I mean, that's, uh, I think we, we just got to start expanding and uh, that's definitely something that is along the horizons as well, especially when it comes to our good old folks over at Cryer Media. Look, got a little sponsor read here. Uh, visit Cryer.co for all things DB2 and sports related content. Uh, lots of fun stuff coming up down the pipe. We got more announcements for you guys coming as well. Um, don't want to, don't want to, uh, spill too much as of right now, uh, but there come April, uh, things are looking pretty different when it comes to some of our coverage as well. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be uh, releasing that um, as well very shortly. But you can't forget about our other uh, go-to guys uh, like Indestructible uh, MFG. Visit Indestructible online and use promo code down a buy a two for fifteen percent off your next order. And uh, of course, <laughs> I mean. Your boys over at Yup Beer. Let's just fucking crack one of these right there. In a minute, mandatory at this point. This is a. It's like the podcast staple. Uh, gotta, gotta have a Yup. Gotta have a Yup. I feel like I've just been showing the can, and I haven't been drinking them. Uh, just because you know, I mean, it's it's the middle of the week, and we got shit we got to do. Like we're working, man. I don't know about you, but I am up sometimes till like one, two o'clock in the morning editing. So it's yes. just. It that is, is uh, that is the the grind of uh, you know a couple guys on social media. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it is it is crazy, and like the amount of stuff that goes into it, like y'all don't under fucking stand. Like it is, there is so much editing and just making sure you're blocking out all the ums and ums and and dead space and what have you. Uh, but it's it's honestly, man, you get in a groove and it's fucking fun. So wouldn't change it for the world. And to be doing it with you, my man, it's uh, it's been a yeah, lot man. of fun. Hell yeah. We uh, we have to do a huge backlog of uh, different content, and that's kind of what this episode is is going to be, is kind of a mashup of some of the content that we have pre-recorded uh, ahead of the NHL trade deadline, uh, because your boy is fucking off to Cabo. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm taking a week with my lovely wife, and we are heading down to Mexico, um, and I'm going to pickle myself with uh, margaritas. <laughs> Um, much so, deserved, much deserved. Yeah, and yeah, it's been, you know, uh, need some time off, bro. You've been working like crazy and grinding. So I feel nice to just as, sit there and 
just not. do absolutely nothing. <laughs> I feel like as soon as the calendar year turned over, as soon as 2024 hit, it's just like, bam, off to the races, which is great. And that's what yeah. we love. But, uh, yeah. it, you know, a lot of huge strides for us too. But yeah, I'm just fucking excited. I'm excited to just uh, drink a few cervezas, have a few tacos. And um, yeah, just let my let my barrel hang out there on the beach. and. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually wear some swim trunks that don't dissolve in the fucking water. So that would, that's going to be nice too. <laughs> some real jorts. Um, I liked those. Those were cool. Then know, when they, they dissolved, cool. I was like, oh man, I actually like the pattern. Yeah. They, they, they had bananas on them or something. <laughs> yeah, was, they were I knew there was something up because there weren't any fucking pockets. That's like, I'm, I'm just, uh, I didn't know. Like, I'm just like, Ooh, weird. These trunks don't come with pockets. Oh, also weird. They're not on me anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a pocket. That's my wiener. That's my that's my dinky. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be dope. Um, have you been down to Mexico before? I have. Yeah, to the uh, the Riviera though, not not the West Coast. Ah, uh, my Riviera. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I haven't I been loved to Cabo it. before. Yeah, man. I loved it, bro. Like honestly, oh, Mexico is probably like out of. I don't know if you consider it the Caribbean, but out of that area, it was probably my favorite Central place America. I've, yeah, I've been to. Um, the food is just unreal. Like, you know, when you're, you've had a couple drinks, it's, uh, it's like later in the evening, you've already had your dinner, right? So the restaurants are all closed and whatever. And you gotta, you gotta get something in you before bed and your late night, uh, like food shack or, or whatever is tacos, bro. Yeah. And it's like so sick. Like, you don't have oh, to deal yeah. with like weird burgers or weird pizza, like whatever, <laughs> whatever else it's they serve you. It's just taco dude, stand, tacos, man. uh, burritos, like, yeah. And it's like authentic. So it's really good, bro. That's our flex too, though. Even when we were in Orlando, like a lot of taco shops and I yeah. feel like we hit up uh, the majority of them. Down like probably the, the best ones. Probably, but that was probably only like twenty five percent of them. But because mm-hmm. there's just taco shops everywhere. But that is our jam. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm always down for a late night taco. Would you, um, would you, would you? We we've done this before with Grill Guy. If you had to go mm-hmm. taco or nachos, I know I know you know nachos aren't really Mexican authentic, but like yeah, if you had to pick one or the other, nachos or tacos, which one would you go with? Oh, I got to go with tacos, bro. Yeah. Like there's so many yeah. different kinds of tacos. You can do like fish tacos too, right? Like you, yeah. if you put fish on nachos, that's kind of weird. Right? That's a little beat. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So I just like the, the variation better. Plus like, uh, yeah, if you're not layering the nachos properly, they can't, they're, they're going to suck. Right. So what about yeah. tacos, uh, tacos or hot dogs? Oh man. You can't, you can't do me like that, bro. <laughs> i thought you were gonna tell me to go get fucked but no I mean, man no are you can do it for like, the glizzy you're i'll, eat a, I'll glizzy? eat a glizzy like cold raw hot <laughs> fucking overcooked i don't care in a bun on its own in other food two <laughs> three four yeah five six yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah. yeah that's that's tough i mean i gotta go taco because i feel like uh glizzies would i mean if i if i just I had to drop one and do glizzies. I cut my life expectancy in, in half. So worth um, it. Though. <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Oh, I'd do anything for the glizzy. Um, got that dollar fifty dog in me, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's gonna be good. Uh, I'm gonna fuck off, and uh, we'll be back. We got a um, we got a real big 
uh, episode uh, coming back as well. Um, fuck it. I'll, I'll spill the beans now. We got old Jack Armstrong, broadcaster of the Toronto Ooh. Raptors, joining us back on the week that we take. Uh, so we're taking the next week off. Following week, we're coming back with that interview. It'll be great to catch up with Jack Armstrong as well. He'll be on the road in Denver. Um, so it will be uh, it'll be great to catch up with them there. Um, and um, it, it, disappointing that he's uh, he doesn't get the Orlando trip. So that must be a sports net game uh, when we're down right. there covering the the Raptors. Um, so uh, I guess we'll uh, just have to put up with Alvin Williams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, it'll be great to catch up with Jack. Um, you know, he's he's honestly one of like without him, this podcast wouldn't be at the level that it is today. Um, and yeah, probably really not. just, no, he just really opened the door for the caliber of different guests that we can get on the show. And that was, yeah, I think it was the fifth episode that we had on. It so, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get back into all the reminiscing and all that type of stuff, but, uh, really stoked to have him back on the show and catch up after, uh, after a bit of time. Um, so, so yeah, look forward to that after, uh, after we take our little break. Um, but other than that, going into this episode, we wanted to break down the NHL trade deadline. And what we've done with Tony bet online is putting out a seven part series covering all of the Canadian NHL franchises and the moves that they need to make or not make before the deadline. Uh, and we sat down with Shane from Leafs nation. Uh, we just had him on the show, uh, talking about, you know, uh, the MVP power rankings for uh, the NBA. And then he jumped on and, uh, is now more in his wheelhouse when it comes to NHL trade talk. Uh, that is literally his, his bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was great to be able to have him on and, uh, break down each one of these teams. Um, and, like I mentioned, you know, already things shaken up um, with Chris Tanev uh, being dealt from the Calgary Flames over to the Dallas Stars. Jesse, it seems like it seems like this the like the Flames need to start making moves or continue to make moves to be able to set the market. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the ones that kind of get the ball rolling, right? Like, seems mm -hmm. like they're still going to trade a couple guys, right? So, I mean, it, it I would be surprised like, if Hannafin is still yeah. at the end of all this. I yeah. mean. You you know he doesn't want to be there. You know he doesn't want to even be in Canada. So yeah, if you hold on to them, it's 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 such a, a wasted asset. So it's like, you weird. I, something I don't know where he's going to go because everyone says like either Boston or Tampa, but like those those are, like, those are perfect teams for a guy like that, don't you think? But here's the thing: is that what's what's interesting about the Chris Tanev trade is that they didn't get back a first, which. Uh, no. Which was a bit surprising, uh, but I still think that they got a decent enough haul for him. Mm -hmm. um, but didn't get back a first. But Noah Hannafin is going to demand a first, and I don't know if the Bolts or the Bruins actually have that. Yeah, I don't to, know either. And to the, be able to give to them. So the one thing I'll the one thing I'll say about the Tanev trade is I think that they they were looking for a first from another Canadian team or like a rival team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. the asking price is a little higher because it's, it's a rival. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just I don't think that they they would have got that from anyone else. There's no mm -hmm. incentive to right. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's why it kind of went down True. like that. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know. It's just speculation. I don't really know. I'm not a not a fucking GM over here. <laughs> <laughs> but we like to play it. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the Maple Leafs, uh, there's going to have to be some moves. Um, we literally just saw Gio go back to the locker room as we record this. So um, they're going to need, they're good, like, if that's the case, they're, they're, we're going to need to make sure that we bolster up. Um, it, it seems inevitable that we are going to get some sort of uh, D 
uh, who yeah. do you want to see uh, in a Leafs tarp? <laughs> Stop. Whenever you say tarp, I just like can't take it seriously. Whatever was like, said before. You it. Made believe tarp. Um, oh man! For real though, doggy. Um. So you know the the one name that's been linked to the Leafs for like four years now is Matt Dumba. That's and he, yeah. That's he's uh he he's on the the Coyotes and I mean. If you're the Coyotes, you're you're looking to grab assets too, right? So yeah, yeah. I, why not? Why the they, hell not? They've been they've been sliding as of late. They've been playing some good puck, but uh, sliding yeah. as of late. Yeah, um, they started out hot, but yeah. And so I just uh, I I I like it. Um, I I would like Dumba. Um, I think he would definitely bring some depth. Um, mm-hmm. maybe Labushkin. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they tried that already, right? Yeah. And so I don't know if they want to. I don't know if they want to go back to that. Yeah. Plus, he's yeah. not really like a. He's not really like a top pairing kind of guy. Yeah. He's more more of a depth guy. So anybody, anybody else that you see here? I mean, like, I I think we're pretty. I I I would like to see Dumba. So. Yeah, I would like Dumba too. And then obviously there was the Hannafin thing, but you know that was all before he's explicitly stated or his or his agent stated that he doesn't want to play in Canada. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think that rumor was, was, you know, going around just for like a hot minute. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I definitely think that they're going to make a pair of moves. Um, the over under right now is set at one and a half moves on whether or not um, the front office and tree living are going to make uh, more than one and a half moves. Um, I, Damn. I think it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> two moves i mean I, they, they're, they're usually pretty busy at the deadline but that is yeah. uh that is under the dubus reign so yeah um, and like also i think in years past like everyone kind of looked at them as a legitimate contender but I, like this year i feel like the expectation is a little lower don't you think like i don't really view them as like a stanley cup favorite you know oh, no and, we already had our stanley cup by making it to the second round last year so i mean yeah so you don't you don't even have to try playoffs. Fucking yeah don't even need to make the fucking playoffs yeah um, but you know what i mean though like yeah I, I like i don't think that shipping out like firsts and like prospects and all that really makes sense if you're not really in that conversation right so Maybe it's better to make your moves in the off season when you can actually like get someone with term or like sign a free agent, like something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think Tree Living like under the like under the helm now. I feel like he's got to set some sort of a precedent, and mm-hmm. I think Dubis definitely always gave the Leafs fans what they wanted and, and action at the deadline and go out and get those guys and put together those teams. So I feel like. Tree Living has to do something along those lines. Um, he, he seems to be pretty smart with uh, with his processes and and you know understanding what fits what fits and what what works. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I I definitely think there's going to be some more action coming from there. Um, I'm 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 honestly more interested to see what type of stuff shakes out with uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. To be honest, I mean, um, you know the Leafs. The Leafs are obviously I, I give them way more of a shit about the Leafs than. Uh, you know what the fuck happens to the Canucks? I could care less, but they have a, they have a way more interesting situation, especially with this Pedersen situation as well. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll get re-signed. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's, there's there's no way he's 
there's no way you're letting him walk. Like you're gonna no. give him whatever the fuck he wants. And apparently they were exploring some sort of trade talks. There were trade talks. Um I don't know who you would get in return to make that trade fair. To the canes? Yeah, they were talking about him to the canes. That were there were some trade talks. Uh, yeah. I heard I heard uh Martin Natchez's name in trade rumors. So oh, yeah. I don't know. Is but it Natchez or Nikus or Natchez. Natchez. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Got, got me again there, Natchez. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Pedersen's an RFA still, too. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have a choice. He ain't going nowhere. Just around the league, though, I mean, uh, with uh, Stone now out for the rest of the year, you're going to look at to see the uh, the Golden Knights make some moves as well to be able to do that. So they put him on. He's out for the rest of regular season. Um, sucks for the majority of my hockey fantasy teams because I got him. Oh. Um, yeah Man. and so so i could definitely see we i mean like there's names that are floating around there like Tafoli, uh buchnevich as well yeah, um right. you know eberly from the kraken um those are those are definitely options as well but if the knights are going after them then you better believe the oilers are also going to go after those guys as well yeah there's also um uh, jake gensel um pittsburgh right i think he's being dangled around so yeah um yeah i mean i heard he was rumored to go to either Edmonton or Vancouver, but man, mm-hmm. I could see a player like that going to the Vegas. Vegas always gets what they want, eh? Like, yeah, they just get they just get the guy at the deadline and they make their run, and then they're just like, all right, see you later. They're the newest like young brother of the league. Uh, I mean, that, that would be the Kraken, but it's it's the it's the Vegas Knights. They they're just new and they get what they want, and then they fucking win. And it's yeah, yeah, it's already gotten annoying, and they've only been around for a minute. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, and who doesn't want to go play in Vegas to be completely honest? <laughs> Like it's it'd yeah, be hell of a life. time, hell of a time. Um, but yeah, I mean, not to spoil a little bit more, but again, we had um, Shane Sini from the Leafs Nation as well that jumped on and was able to give us our insights. So why don't we cut to some of that micro content and some of the insights that he brought uh, to covering all of the Canadian NHL franchises and what their moves are looking like at the trade deadline? Here it is. NHL trade deadline is rapidly approaching, and in this seven-part series, we're going to be covering every NHL Canadian franchise with Shane from Leafs Nation. Now, Shane, we're going to start off with the Vancouver Canucks on the west and move our way to the east. The Canucks have already been busy before the deadline. Do you see them making any other moves? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin are in charge there, and they love to deal. So I'm going to say because of the fact that they haven't really gone so well since uh, Elias uh, Lindholm joined them. They're at about 500, and they're still going to be aggressive. The hovering piece for them is Elias Pettersson's contract for next year. Apparently, he's not that interested in signing it. So the team's kind of in that you know balance trying to trying to figure out what exactly to do. They're not going to trade him or anything, but it's definitely going to influence the kind of deals they do. But they're going for it, and I expect them to make a move with the Pittsburgh Penguins for Jake Gensel. I think they have wow. a huge history between uh, the two franchises. Rutherford and Alvin used to be there running ship there throughout uh, a couple of their championships. So look for Pittsburgh and Vancouver to talk here in the next week, and we could see uh, another blockbuster coming out from uh, Western Canada. Jesse, anything to add to that? I think the Canucks have to make a choice on whether they want to bolster their D or go for another forward who can be a difference maker. I mean, they already went and got Lindholm, like you said, and they got Zadorov, but 
I think another defensive piece to bolster the penalty kill would really help their playoff run. I mean, also look at Gensel as well and for the Pittsburgh Penguins to make a splash when it comes to the trade deadline as well. The Edmonton Oilers, one of the hottest teams since Christmas, are looking to make some moves at the deadline. Jesse, what position do you see them bolstering? I think I might know where you're going to go with this. Honestly, I could I could see them using an upgrade at every position, but you can't feel <laughs> confident going into the playoffs with Stuart Skinner and Calvin Pickard as your tandem. And mm. personally, my first choice would be to get an insurance goalie. Uh, more realistically, though, I think they're in the market for a forward who can provide some depth scoring behind McDavid and Dreisaitl. Shane from Leafs Nation, what do you have? I'm going to absolutely agree with Jess there. And I think maybe like Pavel, uh, Pavel Buchnevich from the St. Louis Blues. He's got a year left on his deal. Yes. Um, Holland's kind of shown that he's been you know aggressive in the past and he doesn't really like to take on rentals. He's more of like if you got a year left, which uh, Buch does. So that's always nice. And um, they have they have the assets to make it work. It's just like any trade in the NHL. It's going to come down to finances. So we'll see how they uh, navigate that going forward. NHL trade deadline a week away. And we're already seeing action out of Calgary as they have dealt Chris Tanev to the Dallas Stars. We're with Shane from Leafs Nation. Shane, break down this deal for us. Yeah, first domino to fall for sure. It's been uh, It's been in the making here all season long. Even though Calgary's like they're pretty close to that playoff race, that second wild card spot. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're still trying to get in. So it's just kind of looking towards the future and also worrying about the present. So look for uh, Noah Hannafin to be next, um, but also look for Craig Conroy to get back some players he can insert to the lineup right away. So uh, I definitely think they're they're retooling on the fly, and, and Hannafin's definitely next. Jesse, anything to add to that? Do you think that they're potentially going to be moving Markstrom? I mean, sure sounds like they want to, but I don't know if teams are ready to take on that salary right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I know we've heard that they potentially could go to the Kings, but they're a divisional rival and New Jersey Devils, but they're not ready to, to pay up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Let's talk about those Winnipeg Jets having a stellar season, a season that most didn't see them having. They've already made a couple uh, transactions, uh, picking up Monaghan as well. Jesse, do you see them making any other moves before the NHL trade deadline? Uh, So like you said, they already made their move up front. So I think maybe some defensive depth is the move for the Jets. Shane from Leafs Nation, what do you have to add for the Jets? Yeah, I don't know if uh, Kevin Sheveldale will actually be too too busy. I know the the Jets have kind of surprised this year, so he kind of owes it to his players to to try and make a move or two. But I don't know. I don't really see them doing too much. And uh, I know my girlfriend's cousin Logan Stanley would probably like a little bit more playing time. Uh-huh. So it's not yeah. on the Jets. Uh, maybe if they do make a deal for a defenseman with some NHL experience, maybe he's going the other way. All right, let's get into the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's not a matter of if they're going to make a move at the deadline, but it's how many as the over-under for transactions by head office is set at a move and a half. We have Shane from Leafs Nation. Shane, what are your thoughts? This is your wheelhouse. Break it down for us. Yeah, I I would go over. I'd I'd take the two plus there. I don't know what the number is, but uh, I I definitely think Brad Treleven is going to make some moves. Mm -hmm. He'll get a right-handed defenseman. Don't worry, he's going to find a way to balance it out a little bit better because Benoit McCabe are staying together. He's going to split up Riley and Brody probably and try and get uh, get Riley a partner, at least for this year. But probably I could see him getting a righty with some term left on the contract. So 
uh, as much as Chris Tanev kind of makes sense, and he does, but I don't think they want to pay that that much for him. So unless there's a, a reasonable contract extension coming with it at a good price, I think maybe he would bite on the first round pick, but that first round picks get moved. It's just a matter of time. So I, I definitely think, you know, a righty on D and I could see them getting another center or at least somebody at the, for the bottom six that can play center and play the wing. Somebody mm-hmm. that's versatile has got some playoff experience, brings a little bit of jam to their game. As you can see, the secondary scoring is like it, it's there. It's just a matter of, you know, being consistent at the right time. So um, moving John Tavares to third line center is probably the best thing that this team has done as far as from a coaching aspect. And now it's on the GM to kind of fill in those last couple gaps because the team showed they can do some damage. Birdman, anything to add to that? Anybody that you want to see on this Leaf squad? I mean, that pretty much covers it, man. That was my uh, my my thing as well. He, uh, We need a legitimate partner to pair up with Riley. Um, you know, I feel like Leaf, Leaf fans have been beating that drum for a while. So yes. if they can just find somebody that can fit beside him it doesn't have to be a star that i think that's the move how about the goaltending situation do we need to re-up on our backups no i don't think so they got full confidence in joseph wall he seems to be healthy and, and ready to go so you'll probably see him uh you know play play as far as split time with samson off down the stretch and they might lose martin jones at the deadline because they gotta he's got to clear waivers to go down so they'll probably they might throw him in a trade just to get something back for him so, uh, yeah, I think goal, goalie-wise, they're fine. Flurry would have been the guy to get, but he's staying in Minnesota. So I think that, uh, yeah, they're pretty comfortable there moving forward. NHL trade deadline. We're looking at the Ottawa Senators. They've had a subpar season. A lot of hope going into this year. Uh, so, Jesse, do you see the Ottawa Senators making any moves at the deadline, or do you think they're going to retain that core? Uh, things haven't gone the way the franchise may have hoped this year. And I think it would be wise to be sellers at the deadline. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. you look to shed some salary, like maybe Vladimir Tarasenko and his $5 million contract. I mean, he was just like a hired gun and it's not going the way they hoped. So that's a guy that you send off. Um, and this team's already at the cap ceiling. So I bet that Tarasenko would probably waive his no trade clause to play with a contender. Shane from Leafs Nation, do you think that they're going to stand pat at the deadline or should they be sellers? They'll, they'll be sellers. They'll get rid of their uh, their pending free agents. Tarasenko, for sure. He's he's going somewhere. Like Jess said, it just hasn't worked out in Ottawa and they got to pivot quick and they're spending money and management is going to be aggressive. But um, I don't necessarily think they're going to get much for results. NHL trade deadline. We got the Montreal Canadiens. It's been another less than stellar year for Habs fans. Shane from Leafs Nation, what do you think the Habs are going to do at the trade deadline? Yeah, I think Ken Hughes will be active for sure. Um, Tanner Pearson is a name that I think will probably get dealt pending Mm -hmm. UFA. Want to get the contract off the books, try and at least get a mid-round pick for him. And then Jake Allen. They got three goalies. They've carried three goalies the entire year. So uh, he's got a little bit of a modified no trade, but I could see maybe maybe Colorado being in the mix there. Um, but mm-hmm. I do think they, they will find a home firm because carrying three goalies just it doesn't work. And with the the progression they're trying to get the other two youngsters, uh, yeah, look for Allen to be dealt. Bird, anything to add to that? I think there is a lot of young talent here. I think the Habs, like you said, need a clear cut number one goalie, but. Maybe to a team like the Oilers that want that backup 
or that insurance goalie, I think that would be a good spot. I like that. And there you have it. That was Shane from the Leafs Nation. Uh, always good to have him on, man. He's He is a goddamn beautician. Um, so great to be able to have him to chat hockey uh, all the time, uh, which is uh, which is dope. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully we don't have to re-record any of this stuff um, <laughs> because chances are I will be hammered off some pina coladas and uh, uh, <laughs> probably sunburnt. And uh, it won't make for as good content, but uh, or maybe it will. Who fucking knows? Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We're, we're going to be releasing all that uh, as the days come. So uh, keep a lookout for that. And uh, make sure you just follow us. Fucking follow us online, um, YouTube and Instagram. Follow Tony Bet too, for crying in the sink. Like and guys, TikTok and uh, fucking TikTok and all the, these. The all TikTok. These, yeah, the tick, all these goddamn <laughs> platforms. I, just please. Make sure that we're not just doing this and just uh, you know old men yelling at the clouds here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean it's help it, us we, out here. I, it's you know definitely I I feel like I don't know like with you and I like we send each other memes and stuff all the time on Instagram. So I feel like that's our platform of choice and like I, and yeah, it, it's been showing that you know a lot of growth has happened on there as well. But um, you know TikTok, yeah, fucking give a boomer boomer a follow here. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all we got to say about that. But we are uh, signing off for the week, like we mentioned. Uh, we'll be back with that Jack Armstrong interview uh, the following week. Anything else that we have uh, coming up that that I'm forgetting about right now? Uh, we're off to Orlando after that, baby. Mm-hmm. Go see the Raptors and the Magic, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Raptors making a push for the play-in and the Magic making a push for the sixth seed, honestly. Yeah. Staying yeah, out too- of the play-in. Two teams that are kind of, I mean, like it, it's it's nuts that the Raptors are kind of there. It's, There's, I honestly, dude, like I know we're gonna wrap this up quick, but yeah, I, I think they should go for it. Why not? Because they're gonna lose that first round pick regardless. Why not yeah, make it this year when the draft is weaker? Right? Like, just fucking go for it. Get yeah, these guys man. more playing time and more experience. Right? Even I if do. it is one game. Right. Yeah, I do agree. I I do agree because this play in game will matter so much more than all the other ones that Scotty Barnes has been in already because he is the guy. He's the guy. So this will be a huge learning experience for him, Uh, even if they can get a win in the play in. um, I mean, with Trey Young out now, dude, like the Hawks might fall. Um, The Hawks will fall. Yeah. I mean, just as just an aside, but they're also going to get an extended look at what the Hawks might look like without Trey Young, right? Mm-hmm. And just yeah. just Dejounte Murray. So, yeah, uh, maybe maybe it works out for them. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, th- I think we we chatted about that on a previous episode that Trey Young or Dejounte Murray might get shipped out somewhere in the off season. One's so, got to go. Yeah, and I feel so. like Atlanta is way too hesitant to do that to their to their star pick. So. Um, yeah, Atlanta, don't envy you if you're an Atlanta Hawks fan. Um, same thing with the Brooklyn Nets. You guys, you guys fucking suck. Um, (laughs) you guys stay dude. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll be getting into all that Raptors talk with, uh, Jack Armstrong from TSN and the Raptors broadcaster as well. Uh, that is the next episode coming up. We have the Raptors coverage going down a real milestone for us personally. And on the show, uh, it's, it's going to be nuts, uh, bringing you interviews from Darko Ryakovich and any other Raptors players that we get on as well. And, uh, the Orlando magic players, of course, as well. And then followed by that, we have, um, another stint for the Easter weekend down in Orlando, uh, going to be having more announcements that come out in the coming weeks. But, uh, for the time, 
for that you know, for the time being, that's it. That's what we got. We, <laughs> we we've been pumping out a lot, and hopefully you guys have been enjoying it. So make sure you follow along, like, share, all that good stuff. But for Josh, Elijah, Birdman, have yourselves a great start to your March, um, and enjoy the weather, enjoy the sunshine, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. the blue hotel I wanna live at the blue hotel the podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality. Theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.